Welcome to the Hildebrand Family Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Let's get into it. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about our experiences at Disneyland in California and Disney's California Adventure. The two theme parks out, out in Anaheim, California. We just got back, so we wanted to talk about this while we're still, it's still fresh oh, in our yeah. mind. Alright guys, if you're a Disney fan, or even if you're not, you're thinking about going to the parks, you should stick around. Okay. Let's talk about the parks out in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. Specifically, Disneyland. Where, where do you want to start at? Disneyland or DCA? DCA. Disney's California Adventure. Let's do, let's do um, Disneyland first. Okay. Disneyland. So, as you guys know, we're, we usually, like, well, Eric went out to Disneyland prior. So he had a little bit of experience and stuff like that, but I had no prior experience with it, so I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I'd heard about things like some tales of how it's like smaller than Disneyland. I think on one of the bus rides at Disney World, uh, they were saying how Disneyland in California can actually fit into the ticket and transportation parking lot in front of Magic Kingdom. It's that small. I wouldn't doubt it. So, I don't know if that's still true with Galaxy's Edge, but it's still kind of a small park. But it's small bad. I don't, I don't think so. I feel like um, the only time that it's really bad, it feels bad, is like in the late afternoons, like when it kind of get the park crowds pick up, like the locals start coming in or whatever. Because that is one thing about this park. Like, it's very local feeling. Like, you don't get a lot of touristy. And I think that... That might be, you know, why some of their merch isn't quite the same, but um, I, I feel like it's um, better early, but not always better for, like, the extra magic hours. I don't know. It depends on what rides you want to ride. Like, if you want to hit anything in Fantasyland and you're, like, a big Space Mountain or you want to ride something in Tomorrowland... You could ride the Matterhorn. I think the Matterhorn... I think the Matterhorn, yeah. But, uh... You, you can write those during, but extra magic hours, it really, to me, I mean, I really like the fact that we could write Alice in the Dark Rides, but, like, Pinocchio wasn't open at first. So, the way they handled the extra magic hours, I, I guess, is the, what I thought was a little bit different. Yeah, and so, I mean, I would say Disney World, here, now, like, if we're talking Disney, this really isn't a comparison video, but we're, we're but we're gonna, or podcast but we're, we did want to point some things out just for people that are like us that just had Disney World experience and no Disneyland experience so like the extra magic hours um, at Disney World are often they're in the evenings um, or mornings but they're like they mix it up and they rotate it through the parks but Disney land they do they do rotate it through Disneyland and D DCA so it, but it just seems like DCA always has the uh, extra magic hours, and Disneyland did not. I can't um, remember what days it exactly was, but it was Tuesday for sure. It didn't feel like it was very many days. Like, California Adventure had, like, way more. Yeah, in our four-night stay, five-day, only one time was Disneyland open in the morning for extra magic hours. So keep that in mind. And like Eric said, it was very limited on the what you could do. Whereas Disney World, 
a lot of times more lanes are open not not every lane but like at different parks almost like at hollywood studios or whatever you can probably still get back to some of the like bigger rides and things like that the animal kingdom you know they opened up the park but at disneyland it was very compact down to two parks which was different for us different but good if you like classic dark rides or the matterhorn or space mountain or something like right. that definitely cool but if you're expecting to get into disneyland early and ride uh smuggler's run back in galaxy's edge it's not gonna happen and in fact that was almost one of the most painful things because we got there early that was a really bad sticking point and we thought oh we're gonna get into galaxy's edge but it wasn't open but the problem was how they had to go back through like uh the hungry bear and stuff like that they only, had, entrance. they only had one entrance open it was very chaotic and very I th- disorganized. I think the like. thing that would have helped if, you know, they would have said, you know, the cast members were kind of helpful, but they were like, oh, no, this entrance isn't open. They didn't explain why this entrance wasn't going to be open to us. And they're like, oh, go to the front of the park because the Critter Country one is the one that's open. Or the, the one over there is open. They didn't really say Critter Country, so we just kind of guessed that. Because the, there's two entrances on Big Thunder Trail that were not open. So the thing that could have helped us out, a lot of help would have been to let all of us that had the extra magic hours, you know, queue up in in the Critter Country queue, for, you know, ahead of the normal park guests. You know, that would have alleviated so much congestion right there. I mean, it was like the, you know, the, the get close to your neighbors after fireworks shuffle. You know what I'm talking about, Disney fans. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't want to complain too much about, about it. I just think they could do things better. Right. Like, you just let the extra magic hour people in. Just, you don't have to let them into the lane, but let them over into, if they want to go to Star Wars, let them into the Critter Country at entrance. But I think it would alleviate some issues had they let the extra magic hour people back to Galaxy's Edge. It, it definitely would have... I don't understand why. They, they know it's such a popular lane. Why they have to hold it till 8 a.m. Or whenever the park opens. So so that was kind of like a bad like start. It wasn't like every day. And we... Uh, that wasn't... Because uh, like I said, we only had the extra magic hour like once. once. Yeah. But I did want to bring that up first. Just in case you get there and you have to have like extra magic hours in the morning. You think... Ooh, Galaxy's Edge, it's not going to happen at Disneyland, just to FYI. Now, not saying that it won't in the future, not saying that they might not see our video, it would be like oh, inspired. I know, right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> or hear the podcast. Yeah, right. So, but, I mean, that was like the one real sticking point. But, I mean, the best thing is, you know, if you get it at Rope Drop or a little bit after, if, even if you're not doing extra magic hours, you know, like the 9 to... 10, 30, 11 time Yeah, you had a good much, couple of hours in there. You could pretty much hit whatever you wanted to without even the Max Pass option. I know. There was many times that we used the Max Pass for, like, condemnation. We didn't need to because no. it was so, so slow in the mornings there. And I think it's because, like Eric said, like it's more local. So they got to work and stuff like that. So no one really gets there till later on in the afternoon. Um, or maybe they... You know, maybe the locals don't want to get there in the morning morning crush, so they come more around noon, grab lunch, whatever. Yeah. But you definitely, you don't get this at Walt Disney World. There's definitely a longer period of time in the morning that you can just hop on. Pirates, hop on. Indiana Jones, hop on. Any real ride, even like the Matterhorn. 
only had like a 30 to 40 minute wait, which is low compared to what it usually is during the high times. So I would highly recommend getting there a little bit early. Now I know people are like, oh, I want Disney, but I want vacation. I don't want to wake up, but I don't know. I feel in like this case, hit it in the mornings, shop in the mid-afternoons, and then go back and hit some fast, max passes. Keep calling it fast passes. It's max, max pass. pass. Um, in the afternoon, evening times. That's what we did, and it worked out so good for us, guys. And and that way, also, you're you're not in the sun, in the direct hot part of the day, which it never was totally hot because SoCal weather. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Only, only <laughs> the last day was it really, like, Un, like a little bit warmish. So keep that in mind, guys. That's that's always my park strategy. Hit it early, take the afternoon break, and then come back later in the afternoon. And it worked out so good here. I it could have it couldn't have worked out better. That's usually what we do at Disney World too. But it, it's almost better at Disney Land than Disney World even. So okay, so now that you've experienced Disneyland, what do you think of like the subtle differences of like the rides and such? Like you know, say for example, Haunted Mansion's just the queue into it, and like Pirates, you know, are two outstanding examples. I will say this, like specifically, like the Haunted Mansion thing. I thought it flowed so much better than Disney World's, like how their queue thing works. Um, I don't know really what it is. Maybe because they have two elevators. Now, this, they actually do. Ooh. It's actually an elevator because it's got to get you down under the railroad right there. Right. Back to the show building. So, the room isn't stretchy. Or, it sort of really is. It's not Actually, like, it's the only Disney park that it does stretch at. Nowhere else around the world that has an even Phantom Manor in Paris doesn't stretch. The room actually goes up, not you. So, pro tip, if you're going into the Haunted Mansion, look down, you can kind of see the elevator, like, you know, like, gap there when you walk into it. That's cool. And another pro oh, tip. Oh, yes. If you, if you want to be the first one out of the stretching room, if you go into the, el the stretching room on the right side, stay towards the left wall. If you want to get a, if you go in on the, the left side, stay towards the right wall. Did I see that better? Right. I think no, you're right there. But uh, so, and you'll always be first out of the uh, into the hall. Which that isn't that kind of a cool thing, like how you don't get dumped into a queue. It's kind of like a little walkway because you're obviously walking underneath the train tracks. Mm -hmm. But like, it's kind of like a, a walkway with like pictures and it's kind of like the first room or room that you sort of go into in Disney World, like with the busts of the people and like. And uh, you know things like that. It's uh, it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit more extended than that, but sort of sort of, sort of, sort of like the walkthrough part before you get into the actual ride. But it's super cool. And I mean, I know Disney World has a few more scenes in the actual ride itself. But I mean, come on now, you can't get over the Hatbox Ghost, right? Hattie, Hattie. But it's like that makes that whole ride for you. So I I just love. I love seeing the Hatbox Ghost in real life, in person. It's it's a cool experience. So, and I think um, was the cemetery scene a little different in the yeah. It's it well one for some reason I feel like it's a, like a lot darker. It definitely seems Disneyland. It definitely seems like the lights are turned out a little bit. On and, the 
and I think that I think there is some different scenes and stuff like that in there. It looks a little bit different, but maybe that was because it was so dark and I couldn't tell. Yeah, I don't know. But I know the end part uh, where where the lady's like, "Hurry back, hurry back, bring your death certificate." You know that thing. Yeah. Uh, that part is not in the ride. It's in as you're going out um, up like the like a little moving walkway. Yeah. So that that part was different, and also pirates. Oh my gosh. Pirates in Disneyland is my favorite version of Pirates. It, Shanghai. Anyway, but I mean, Shanghai seems cool, but like, like, just this, I don't know. For old school OG Pirates. OG Pirates, it is amazing. I would agree. that There's like a whole bayou scene that you go through, and then there's like different, like you drop down, and then there's like, well, actually two drops, and then there's like another scene. It's all totally different. There's so many scenes before you actually get to the pirate ship scene yeah, down there. I believe in Disney World, there's only one drop, and then you're into the that pirate battle scene. This one, you go through two drops, but there's actually scenes before that that you know, like the the mermaid scene. But there's also like a you know guy in, in bed counting his treasure and. Like a whole bar scene, there's yeah. like drinking and like warning you about the treasure and stuff. Like the kind of a cool guy, like hanging there, he was kind of neat. Just really, I think a different. I really love the way that they they pirates. Plus, if you ever go like the first um, drop, it's been a while since I rode pirates in Disney World, but there's like the the ship battle scene seems different, and there's like a, a fort on. If you look past the ship, there's a fort. Uh, on the wall, and they have like shadow sword fighting going on up there. It's kind of cool. So, yeah, I don't remember. It's been a minute since I rode Disney, the one at Disney World, but I don't remember them battling. I thought it was like another ship or something. I didn't know that they're in this in Disneyland. They're actually battling. He's like battling in a fort, uh, or like a yeah. Spanish Inquisition fort or something like that. You know, looking for Jack Sparrow. But it's it's I don't know the theming. And this one, and even after all the scenes, like, before you even get to Jack Sparrow going up the thing, and right after the, like, the the dog scene where the people are trying to break out, um, there's even more after that. So it's a longer ride, and definitely, um, in my opinion, it tells a more complete story than Disney World. Yeah. Not that I don't like Disney Worlds, it's just, this one feels more like what Pirates was meant to be. The Disney World one feels like the abbreviated version of this, but yeah. still cool both ways. But my preference is definitely the Disney Disneyland version. Yeah, I think like totally different topic, but Shanghai is more of an experience, you know, like uh, with the the screens and stuff. Because I've been to the Shanghai uh, Disney. Uh, we can link that down below. But um, I feel like that Pirates is more epic than anything that I've seen. But like, it's also like a lot of movie screens. And so, the way they immerse you is, like, through screens, which is kind of cool. Screens and practical effects, you know, like canons and stuff happening around you. But uh, I think for as far as original Pirates, definitely Disneyland in Anaheim. And you know, another ride at Disneyland that's different than Disney World that I was I knew about but I wasn't expecting was Splash Mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Disney World, it's a boat where, like, a couple people sit side by side. Yep. At Disney Land, it's more old school long flume ride. And this, 
long for loop style gets you so much more wet than Disney World you ever like did. So moist. <laughs> it's like not even just you. It's like your shoes, everything. Because it's such a narrow log that the water just goes up, 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 and it's like you, when you hit us, like go down a hill. And how many hills? I mean, there's even more hills. I think. And it's Disney. like a little mobile section in there, in the one part of it, like where you go down, up, down, up, and then you go drop down. <laughs> it's like all that extra dropping. Leads to the water just going over the side of your thing, and oh my gosh, you get so much more wet. I don't know if I prefer. I think I prefer the Disney World version of Splash Mountain just for that fact. I appreciate the the Disney Lane one, but like you know, if you have waterproof shoes or a poncho, they flip flops, flip flops. They do sell flip flops at the gift shop right outside. I would say that that would be uh, highly (laughs) suggested to get it. It is a great ride, still. I love that ride. Winnie the Pooh is right across there in the Critter Country area, and that's really nice. The Hungry Bear Restaurant's right there. I mean, it's so cool to see. Like, now, we wouldn't probably partake of the canoes, but they do have the canoes. They do have the canoes. It is definitely, you do have to row it. It's not like a Disney ride where they hook you on a track and And then they push the button. They don't appreciate you vlogging on it either, so... If you're thinking, hey, I'm going to vlog it, no, you're going to row. They're going to tell you to row. But, you know, if you're, if you're into canoeing and you want to see the rivers of America that way, it's a definitely a way to see it. Um, we didn't take a riverboat ride this time. Uh, what did you think of, like, uh, Big Thunder? It was a little bit different, too. Yeah, Big Thunder, they have, like, a different, like, mine scene and stuff like that. And I felt like there's more, like, dark parts, like, especially at the beginning, than Disney World has. Um... I think the mine scene and the extra scene kind of added the extra little thing at the beginning where it, like, gets you all ready for it and stuff like that. I think that was cool. I I wouldn't say one is cooler than the other because, really, it's the same. pretty much a carbon copy, except for I can't remember the goat with the dynamite and the dynamite scene at the end where, like, the the mine explodes or whatever. So, yeah, there's that. I... I just I don't know if I can say prefer one or the other. I think maybe Disneyland edges out Disney World a little bit there for me. Um, I don't know. What about you? I would agree. Uh, the queue is definitely like much more intimate. <laughs> Again, like you feel like you're you're close with one with your neighbor in that one. Again, like a lot of Disneyland, it's it's they're dealing with space, so a lot of things more compact. But I really like that. They also have the Jungle Cruise right there, uh, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, which is kind of like Dinosaur. The ride is very vehicle. sim. It's very similar. It still is a rough ride. So if you're if you're not into like extreme, like thrown about, it, it bounces you back and forth. Really, maybe quite you a bit. skip it, but it's, it wasn't worth the experience. At least it was time. pretty cool though. Like seriously, I'm glad I did it. Even though, like, it did, like, give you a little bit of a bruise on my side from all the throwing back and forth. And we're bigger guys, too, so they have the seatbelt things, you know, were a little bit challenging when you're, like, crammed in there right next to each other, but... Yeah, um, but I'm glad I wrote it, because it was super fun to see, and, like, unlike Dinosaur, which I feel like a lot of it's in the dark... I feel like 90% of Dinosaur is dark. Indiana Jones, you could see things, so at least you could brace yourself for what was sort of coming and which way this truck was... There's still dark parts. Oh but yeah, there's, it's, there's still a lot, but it's but not as it's bad. it's really not as bad as Dinosaur for me. If I had to pick between Dinosaur and Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones every time because it's 
it's a cooler. I mean, I know the story. I have the feels when I go through there because of because of my connection to the '80s movies or whatever. So I loved Indiana Jones. It was a great ride, even though it did beat me down just a little bit, just a little bit. But how about Small World's different too? Oh yeah, I love Small World. Like, Anaheim Small World wins a uh, hands down for me. Like just the integration of the Disney characters inside that. It's, it feels so I don't know like. And it's different scenes, right? Like right. different, like the way they present the countries is more, it's different than what you'd see in Disney World. Um, and I kind of like that version better with, and the way that, like you said, they integrated the Disney characters into the scene, like in the Southwest scene, they have Woody and Jesse, you yeah. know, like, and... and London, there's Tinkerbell flying around with Peter Pan, and, and they have Aladdin's magic carpet yeah. and stuff like that, so, um... Just the way they integrated the Disney characters into the different scenes was cool to me. Yeah, I mean, I know that wasn't like an original, you know, like that was added in after, but I really think it adds something to Small World. It really does give it sort of that extra Disney magic, if you ask me. Right. So, I don't know, as far as the rides and the Matterhorn, which we never sort of got on, it was always kind of a longer wait. We were just, I, we were just really vlogging and picturing and taking lots of pictures and stuff like that, so... That we we got a little distracted. Maybe on the next time when we have some more time, I'd like to do Rivers of America on the Mark Twain, and um, I would like to uh, try the Matterhorn out. Um, well, plus the Matterhorn had that one side closed because they had that like incident yeah. where the rocks fell off the Matterhorn. So the line was extra extra long. So we we're only really running one side, but um, that was okay. Um, <laughs> like Toontown was fun. Toontown's fun. Yeah, they used to have. Something like Toontown at Walt Disney World, uh, but then it turned into Storybook Circus, which is cool. I like Storybook Circus real yeah. well at Disney World. But Toontown is still, it's fun to see, and we had a really cool interaction with, they have characters back there, and we had a really cool interaction with um, Donald Duck. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's always fun anyway. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to meet Donald Duck at one of the parks, that's the one character, he's always having fun with you. Him and Chip and Dale are like, they're always super fun characters to be oh, yeah, in the parks because sure. they they're always animated and doing funny and weird mischievous things. So it's cool too because you can like walk through Mickey's house, you know, like see Mickey's living room and stuff. Like it's kind of cool, like for us as grownups and probably even for kids to see that. And they do have meets, meet and greets at the end of those, but you can also veer. They have like a two meet and greet and a two exit, so you don't have to like do the meet and greet. If the line is like super long. Here's one thing about that too, like meeting the characters at Disneyland is a much different it's experience than Disney. Harder. It's harder because they're not as many, and it's also the photo pass. They're more like walkabout characters versus actually photo pass characters. Because there's locations where you can get your photo taken, but it seemed like to me, more times than not. It was just like, walk up and take your picture with your cell phone with Mickey or something yeah. like that, um, which is fine, but when you're traveling with a group and y'all three want to be in the same picture, it's a little bit harder, uh, a little bit harder to do that way. I would just prefer more photo pass than less photo pass, like Walt Disney World has. I mean, Launch Bay kind of like has it nailed where you go in and you interact with the Star Wars character and they had the photo pass person right there. You know, they have a deal, but, like, they need something like that for the characters 
besides just like meeting him on the main street or in town square or something like that. Right. So that's one thing, you know. Uh, if you if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to end up with a lot of ride photos, or oh, oh, oh which oh, Buzz Lightyear. Oh, well, we're talking about ride photos. Don't don't do Buzz Lightyear. Don't get your photo from Buzz Lightyear. No, no. I I mean, but here's the thing, Disney. Come on, seriously, upgrade your camera from the 1980s camera or whatever <laughs> that you so got. Bad. The picture was so awful on that ride. Just Buzz Lightyear just walks it's, past the it's thing. Not worth it. Just just enjoy your Space Ranger skill level, and you know exactly. It's just. That some of the honor, Disney World does that a lot better. They've upgraded a lot of their cameras. They have a lot nicer on-ride photos and Plus, things like that. You tap your magic band on the way out, and mm -hmm. you don't have a huge line of people waiting for their picture to pop up so they can take a picture of the number that you have to enter in your phone to link the photo with. It's it's painful. It pay photos out there at Disneyland because the first time Eric went, we're like, oh, he didn't come on. They were the making fun of me for it, but like now they know. Now we see the struggle is real. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it's it's a minor annoyance, but like if you're trying to get photos with these characters and, and ride photos and stuff like that, probably not going to be the same level as Disney World. So keep that in mind. The train was a little bit different too. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, instead of sitting, like, side-by-side side like this and facing, like, forward, you kind of sit side-by-side side like this, and you face, like, you know, the train goes this way, and you face, like, this way, so. You're kind of looking out onto the park as you go past. It's kind of a cool thing. It is cool, especially around the Rivers of America and the new bridge and stuff that they put in back there. I mean, if you look behind you, there's usually, like, Disney, with the theming, they'll, they'll even put, like, little lizards and stuff behind you. They don't have to. That's just extra theming. You go through, you actually drive through Small World and um, uh, Splash Mountain too on the train. Yeah, so, I mean, I like the train experience a little bit better at Disneyland than Disney World because they just had a little, like, the little extras and stuff like that were, it was pretty cool. The dioramas at the end, too. With yeah. the dinosaurs mm -hmm. and the, the western scene. That's kind of cool. It might be spooky for children because it is like a little yeah. bit like you go through a thunderstorm. <laughs> it's like a big thunder crack. It's kind of loud, but you know, just just expect it when you go to that first uh, western scene. Right. But yeah, so I mean, Disneyland overall to me, it was a great experience. I am so happy that we did it. I can't wait to go back. I and I can't wait to go back either. Like <laughs> after you after you've been to Disney, here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, well, which one's better? I don't think either is better. I don't think so. But they do have their points, like certain rides they prefer better at Disneyland or Disney World. But here's the thing with Disneyland. Yes, we did walk an average of nine miles a day. Not, it's, it's still a lot of walking. Yeah. But I felt like just the ability to walk into Disneyland or walk into DCA and ride a few rides and then hop over to Disneyland and ride a few rides and then hop back over to DCA to grab a bite to eat and then hop back over to Disneyland to ride some more rides or get ready for the parade or fireworks or whatever. That part, you'll never, ever, ever, never get at Disney World. That experience. It's amazing. Like... Like, you would think that, like, it's, it would be annoying, but it's really not. And the, the good thing is, if you have Mac Pass, which is which is an optional add, either to your annual pass or your ticket, I think it's like $100 extra. It's totally worth it. But, but like, <laughs> if you're in Disneyland and you want a, a Fast Pass for Soaring, you just book the Fast Pass for Soaring. Anyway, guys, so, yeah, um, Max Pass... 
I would say definitely better than Fast Pass at Disney World. Agreed. And, you know, I think, like, a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but, like, Disney World fans are going to be, like, dislike and sub, but maybe not. Maybe no, don't, 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 don't do it. Sub, 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 only sub. But, but uh, I think that Disney World should introduce a Max Pass just because of the way that it controls the crowds in the lines so much better. Like, you're not having those extended, like, wait times for the standby line, and then Max Pass, or Fast Pass backs up to, like, 25, 30 minutes on you. I would agree. And certain rides are, like, good examples of, like, you know, like, here, let's compare Smuggler's Run at Disneyland, which I know there's going to be one probably by the time this comes out, but Smuggler's Run at Disneyland versus, like, the popular Pandora um, Flight of Passage at Disney's Animal Kingdom. The park opened, everyone ran back there, the line stretched from the queue all the way in the queue to all the way out by the Critter Country entrance, and it was only a 70-minute wait. At Disneyland, a similar, or Disney World, a similar thing at Flight of Passage, the line starts in the queue, it goes all the way out to, like, the Lion King a yeah, lot of times. Lion King show building. That's like a four-hour wait. Three, or three to four-hour wait. And the reason is, at Disneyland, currently, they do not have Fast Passes, for uh, this ride, but Disney World Flight of Passage has fast passes, and I mean max passes. Disneyland. So if I slip up and say fast pass, that's what I mean for when I'm talking about Disneyland. So it definitely does back up the queues a lot more, and I think it feels like it's worse than it ever was. I think that they're giving out too many fast passes versus what they used to do because. Before the fast pass really felt like a fast pass, right? Like yeah, you right. got, you're like two, you know. I got a fast pass. Let's go right. You walk right on, but now walk no. on. Maybe ten minute wait at the most, but I don't know. Last time I went, the fast pass line averaged twenty to thirty minutes, depending on what ride you're going on. And I mean, but that's still better than the two hours that it's backing up the standby line. So yeah, it's still better, but. I don't know. Is it is it better? I don't know. I feel like Disneyland's Max Pass system works out just a lot better because not a lot of people are going to do it. Right. They're not going to add the extra hundred dollars per ticket or whatever it is. And that is a that isn't a small amount, so we understand that. But totally get it. But for certain rides, like for example, Buzz Lightyear, we we Max Pass that thing every time we wanted to ride it. Oh yeah. There was always a Max Pass available, and. The standby line was always huge, so we would just like max fast walk right on. I know it was it was insane how much it helps out, and you know just the rides like pirates that don't have the max pass. You know, like the the queue could be epic looking. Like you're like, oh my god, they're putting up stanchions out there that's wrapping it over by the French Market or something. But but that's still probably only thirty minutes. I mean, because they, they run one side as the front boat and one side as the back boat. So, like, you know, they just run it like that. And then, you know, it, it just runs so much more efficiently. I mean, it's it's odd that Disney World... I don't understand. I guess it's probably a... Um, it's not a monetary thing. But it's, it's probably a fact that everyone's used to it. I mean, at Disney World versus 
Right. The yeah. Disney Lane. Because Disney Lane just recently got rid of, I mean, they still actually have paper fast pass kiosks. Yeah. It, like, for some people, like, it's like the fireworks shows and stuff like that, they have kiosks set out front there just saying, Hey, come get your paper ticket for Fast Pass to World of Color or something. Well, I like mean, that. like even Radiator Springs has a Fast Pass like area, so if you don't want to buy the Max Pass, you can still go to the kiosk and get the the Fast Pass, just scanning your park ticket. Um, so you don't have to buy, but like it's not for every ride doesn't have that ability. So they used to be like that, but now it's more um, more I guess the bigger popular ride. So right, yeah, so. That's sort of like our take on the Vax Pass and sort of like comparing it to the uh, Fast Pass at Disney World. Uh, I know we're not comparing and contrasting here, but it just sort of helps, I know, like right. Disney, people that have di- only Disney World experience like us. You know, it just gives you an idea of what, what to compare it to and how we think Vax Pass is better than Fast Pass. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but... Anyway, so, I mean, we can talk about DCA for a little bit, too. Yeah, so, um, having the ability to walk right into the park and be right right next to, almost almost right next to, like, a AAA ride in Soaring, which soared over California, though. They brought that back, like, recently. I think it's only here until the end of September or something. So, this might come out this after come that. Out after that. But, oh, my gosh. That ride is so awesome, and we... We totally liked that. We didn't ask for it, but we got front row, middle of the theater, center seats. Like, you couldn't have had better views. It was epic, guys. It was the best view I've ever had of Soaring. And I don't know if it's because the Around the World one I've seen a few times, but I, it's been a while since I've seen the California one, but it seemed different to me a little bit. But I really, I re- the Soaring over California is pretty, was a pretty cool uh, change to see. It was. I liked it. And you know something that I really like, too, at DCA, Disney's California Adventure, is um, pick, the whole Pixar Pier area like was just so fun, so carnival. It reminded oh, yeah. me of a throwback to an old like New Jersey carnival or something like that. You definitely felt like you were there in like a pier, you know, like a boardwalk area or whatever. And the Lape Light Lounge was right there. That might be my favorite restaurant at oh, Disney. We had laid good seats for that too. Like downstairs on the back patio, overlooking the the credit coaster in the lake, where uh, the um, just the, the nice breeze coming off there. And I mean, guys, that was it was a great restaurant. Yeah, the lobster nachos are highly recommended. And they don't skimp on the lobster. <laughs> they don't. They like it was dumping on there. chunks of real lobster, not fake lobster. And we got two plates, like two separate. Like we got one, and then Beth got another one. Like at two separate times, we got ours as an appetizer, and she got hers as a meal. They both came out looking exactly the same, and tons of lobster. Ton. It was great. That uh, we got the sushi. We both got the sushi. Yeah, the sushi was really good. It was really good. Um, so. I can't, it, but I would recommend re- reservations, especially for that 100% one. 100% reservations for that one, because the line for this, I guess you could call it a standby, I don't know, line to get into the restaurant was huge. <laughs> like when we went up there, we only waited, like, we had to wait till 2.30 because that's when the brunch menu went away, so we could get the the full menu. Um, but after 2.30, we only waited like 5-10 minutes. Before we got taken to um, our seats, so... I know. It was amazing, guys. Great, great restaurant. Great experience. Um, I don't know. I just... I really like DCA. 
in the whole old school feel of the Pixar P. I mean, Pixar P is actually relatively new um, as far as the theming goes, but like yeah. just the feel of it. And uh, I mean, that's where Toy Story, all the Pixar stuff is back there in Coaster. Super neat, super cool area. And like right in front of that was like the wharf and things like that where they had like the food court and stuff like that. But, and then that reveal, though, for Radiator Springs. Oh, yeah, when you walk through the back way through, out of, out of the wharf. Oh, my gosh. Is that not the most fancy? You really feel like you're in the desert southwest. <laughs> yeah. It's very immersive with the theming back there. Um, Cars Land was, it was my favorite land of any Disney theme park, I think. I loved it. Like, the way they took you right to Radi- Radiator Springs <laughs> is... So amazing. I mean, Flo's V8 Cafe, Sarge's, Luigi's, it's all right there. And like the, just even like the little rides, like Luigi's and uh, Mater's, like the the little spinny kind of rides. um, That was still super fun. That were super fun. Like, oh my gosh. We didn't, like, I'm bigger and, you know, so like me and Beth both fit in one car together and Mater's tractor together. So, you know, if you're worried about that, don't be worried. It's it, it's fine. But uh, and um, the uh, cars, oh, like or the uh, Radio Springs, Springs Raceway, yeah, that thing, so much better than the test track. Oh I mean, gosh. just the theming alone is so much cooler to go through the cars. Oh yeah, thing. But the ride itself is a lot smoother for some reason. It feels a lot better. And there are parts when you're going real fast, you go over like hubs, it's kind of fun, like you get some like air. Your butt leaves the seat a little bit, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but anyway, it's just, it's all together a fun ride. I think it's better than Test Track for me, but I know there's some Test Track fans, and I know that line at Disney's always huge, probably because of the Fast Pass. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, that one was was a great ride, and the ride photo on that one was really good too, so yes, get that ride that photo worse. Well, but I thought that that one, just the way that you actually went through the movie, like it kind of like took like the first car. Yeah, movie. the first car's movie kind of took you through that step by step. And the weird thing about it is, guys, just like thinking about, like if you think about it, like on the other side of those mountains are like hotels in Anaheim. It's like hilarious. You don't see any of that. You don't hear any of that. You're just totally immersed into the lane. I know that. Honestly, I mean, Star Wars Land is super awesome, but but I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I like Star Wars, but I'm not super geeky into Star Wars, so that's why Galaxy's Edge was super amazing to see. But as far as theming and the lands go, that one takes me right back to when I first saw the movie, and it's just amazing, guys. I probably top top themed land at any Disney park that I've been to, which is only Disney World or Disney. I think that was the most complete land that we rode rides in, too. Really? Yeah, besides... I think we rode everything in there, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, it was it was definitely um, a good experience. Um, one I can't wait to see again, for sure, um, at nighttime, you know, with the all the neon lit up. So that's going to be cool. Um, they do have, like, a Hollywood land and, like, Carthay Circle. Carthay Circle is more like... Um, uh, the just the center of um, like we walk into DCA, um, very popular high end restaurant. You oh know. yeah, 
Uh, Monsters was so much fun. Oh, that ride is awesome. Like, <laughs> at Disney World, it's not a ride, it's a show, but at Disneyland, it's actually a ride-through. And it definitely takes you through the first movie, and they do a real good job of taking you through the whole first movie. It's amazing, guys. Just, like, seeing the detail that they put, like, even when you go through the city scenes and you see, like, the eyeballs and stuff looking back at you, your little monsters and stuff, it's so cute. It's awesome. I love that ride. DCA is one of those parks, though. It feels like they have a lot of rides, but it feels like you could knock that one out. Like, if you just focused on DCA and you used your extra magic morning time yeah, there, right. I feel like you could knock that park out before noon. Like, because there's, I mean... I think because Bug, Bugs Lane's now turning into Marvel. And there's that whole huge section by Guardians that's all... Yeah, Guardians is like, I guess that... That's, that's where Marvel, uh, the Marvel Lane is extending to, is like through there. So you can't really walk from Hollywood Lane to, say, Cars Lane, you know, easily without going right all the way to the front of the park. As of August 2019. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, other, like you said, you could really knock it out. I mean, the only thing, if you really wanted to ride roller coasters, like a credit coaster, might be your one hang-up. But Max Pass that thing while you're in line. Max Pass that thing and Toy Story Midway Mania, I will say, do a Max Pass on that if you can get it. Yeah. Um, the cars thing, we usually didn't have a problem in the mornings. Yeah, again, our theme for the mornings, like just get there in the morning, knock everything out you want, and then enjoy the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you can, if you can knock another Max Pass out for something else later in the day, it's, it's like icing on the cake but then that way you didn't feel so stressed about like oh no the lines which were never really super huge i think the credit coaster was probably the busiest right well, that and the radiator springs raceway were the two busiest yeah. rides but like you said midway media did it did have a queue often too so those three rides really are your only problem rides and if you do it right go there early in the morning knock out one of the busy ones you can even ride your credit coaster then hop over to radiator springs or, yeah, while you're in line for one, just go for the Max Pass, like, for there, the other one. There you go, <laughs> you know, so, and if you do it early enough in the morning, you're you're going to be done Oh yeah, super early with it. But anyway, it's still a cool part to go to. I'm glad we went to it. It's a it's a nice compliment to, um, to Disneyland. Um, I definitely, definitely, like I said, glad we got to see Ready Year Springs. That was probably my favorite themed area in any Disney park. Very immersive with the land. Very much felt like you were in the movie, you know. But Sword was cool. Sword was cool. Um, the the shopping again. Oh yeah, so, the Disney like, shopping, much yeah. like the other Disney shopping in Disneyland and Disney. Yeah, all the shopping. It's not quite as good as Disney World, guys. I'm just gonna say that Disney World, the the shops in all the parks. I mean, outside of maybe Bing Bongs, Bing Bongs was pretty good. But, like, and the what about, like, the annual pass holder stuff, though? Yeah, like, so annual pass holder merch. There's a lot of it at Disney World, but there's not so much at Disneyland. It's mostly, like, you buy maybe a pass holder-specific toy or a pass holder-specific purse or something like that. Or you could just buy a regular hat or jacket or something like that and go to the... Uh, I forget what the shop's name was. It's right on Main Street. I can't remember what it is called either right now. But um, but anyway, that you can get like AP like like sewn onto yeah. or embroidered onto your jacket, hat, whatever. Yeah. But they didn't have a lot of stuff that specifically said annual password on it. So not that that's a huge problem no, or anything. It's, it's just a little. It's just a little different. 
Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I really think that, like, if Disney Land had, like, you know, annual pass holder entrances, dedicated lines, it would help out a lot because, um, like, Disney World, you use your magic band and then you, you like, your fingerprint. But Disney Land, you have to, like, if you if it's your first time in the park or first time in the park in a while, you, you have to get your picture taken. And so that really slows down the line, like, when they're taking pictures of people. Do you think Disneyland hasn't done it because of maybe the fact that they're more local than Disney World, you think? Or... Yeah, it's got to be something like that. I mean, it would be nicer, but it's not, like, a necessity, but... You know, when you get behind a huge line of people that, like, you know, four strollers and, like, 27 kids, you know, with the four strollers, and it just slows things down so much that it would be nice just to be able to, like, tap your card and walk in, you know, so. But anyway, guys, yeah, so, um, we had a great time at Disneyland. Can't wait to go back. Eric and Beth will be going back real soon. Yep. So there's going to be more Disneyland content coming out. So you'll be definitely seeing that. We do have uh, some Disneyland stuff that we shot, so there's going to be a lot of Disneyland on this channel in the next Yay, couple of months. Disney. But anyway, uh, don't forget, guys, every Wednesday we have our travel show. We're traveling somewhere. Uh, Gatlinburg. I think we're, we've probably wrapped that up by now, but we're probably off to Disneyland, and that'll be rolling, and then Eric and Beth are doing their vacation, which, you know, part of it's in Disneyland. I don't uh, know if you've been, have you said what the other part is? No, but we might as well at this point. So they're going to Hawaii too, doing a cruise and stuff like that. So we're going to do Alawani and a crew, a uh, Norwegian cruise, and um, like a bunch of different like Hawaiian tours and such. So that would be a nice, warm, tropical stay for you during the winter cold, winter months. Warm yep. up with Eric and Beth and their tours around that. But that's every Wednesday. The those travel shows will be keep keep on rolling, and then once a month we do like an update or something like that. There might be some Shanghai, or some China, you know, at least hotel, maybe walk around, Suzhou uh, video. That might be a Monday video, but... Right, right. Well, we try to do, like, the podcast on, or the travel regular travel show on Wednesday, the podcast on Saturdays, and, like, the filler stuff, like, the extra stuff, like, if we have any collabs, or if we do any extra stuff, we'll, we'll throw that up on Monday, so... Those are our three days. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. You'll see, you could possibly... Every Wednesday you'll hear from us. Every Wednesday. Sure. Every other Saturday. Every other Saturday. And then sprinkle in Mondays. And sprinkle in Mondays. Exactly. We haven't, we haven't gone full tilt on Mondays, <laughs> but maybe eventually. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, don't forget also to go to hfvlog.com. That's our website. Uh, you can get the sweet merch there. Uh, it's also got where you can... Uh, book travel with Eric. You can also see our Instagram. You can any like all. Oh, it's kind of the all-in-one meeting right. location for all the stuff that we do, <laughs> right? So definitely check out hfvlog.com. Uh, anyway, guys, we'll catch you here again in two weeks for another podcast. We we try to keep it Disney travel something like that related to keep it relevant with our channel. So that's what we're gonna keep rolling. But we'll see you in two weeks for another podcast. Thanks a lot for watching, guys, or listening. Peace and love.